Hi, welcome to the Badass Breastfeeding Podcast. This is Diane, your lactation consultant. And I'm Abby, the Badass Breastfeeder. And today's episode is brought to you by Motif Medical. The Motif Luna Breast Pump is covered by insurance and proven to provide more milk in less time. We will hear more from our sponsors later, but the sponsors make this podcast possible. So if you need anything, head to our sponsor page at badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com and see if you can give them any of your business. While you're there, scroll down into your email address and we'll send episodes straight to your inbox every week. And check out our shop page and our resources page and everything over there too. And we are on Patreon. I'm going to keep saying it until you join us. So join (laughs) us. And we're having so much fun. So please follow the link. In the show notes under this episode, wherever you're listening from, and click the link and check out the tiers and join us over there. And we're still hoist- ho- hoisting. We're still hoisting. hosting our ongoing giveaway for people who leave reviews um, around the internet. Uh, leave a review on iTunes or <laughs> Spotify. Stars Star, on Spotify. Or, yeah. Yeah. Somewhere. Whatever. Wherever you are and can do that. Take a screenshot. Send it to. Badass Breastfeeding Podcast at gmail.com. And we will send you a goodie bag of Badass Breastfeeding Podcast stickers. And thank you for nursing in public cards. And now Diane has our review of the week. You did all that super fast. Holy cow. I know. I'm trying to be a little quicker because people are like hearing it every week. I know. I know it. But <laughs> I'm sure everybody can like just say it along with you at this point. Well, I'm going to keep saying it. Join us on Patreon. If you don't want me to say it anymore, then all of you need to join us. And then I want to say it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so our review is, hey, ladies, I'm one month into breastfeeding my third baby. I had struggles with my first two and a lot of fear and apprehension about this time around. I found you in the early days of my pregnancy and blew through a lot of episodes with a notebook handy for all the excellent advice. You have empowered me to give it another try and we are making it. I continue to check back for more advice and support. Keep up the amazing work. I don't think I would have made it past the first week without you. I have said it before on this podcast and I'm going to continue to say it. I am always so amazed and happy, happy when somebody who really struggled with a, with a first baby or a second baby wants to give it another try. Cause I, I honestly, I don't know that I would have. If I had struggled with my first one, I don't know that I would have done it again. Yeah. I would have been like, I'm not going to be disappointed again. I'm not going to get into this again. I'm just going to. So, I mean, when people try more than once and you're Especially like, okay, we're going to do work. it. Yeah. Like, like I'm amazed with you guys. Yeah. You're fantastic. So hard. Yeah. Right on. It is really hard. It's hard and I think something well. comes over you when you're, when you have a baby that's just like, you just become this like warrior. And you just push through all of these things. And you just are like, I don't know. I think you just do things that you didn't didn't think you had the strength to do or didn't think that you could do or yeah. you just do these things. It really is amazing. New mothers amaze me all the time. All the time. Yeah, so, I agree. Yeah. So thank oh you for God. that and okay, congratulations. Sorry. I just I want to tell you. There was um there was this woman who shared a picture from her she was nursing and she had just finished like a marathon. Oh. And then somebody sent a picture recently and was like I was inspired by that picture and I wanted to show you this. Um it was her nursing in the middle of this like biathlon. 
Oh my god. Outdoor sporting event. I'm pretty sure she's sitting next to like a like a rifle, like there's, you know, like a target like shooting along the way or something. Oh my god. And she like she the, she says she's nursing just after she finished the pat, finished crossed the finish line in first place. Oh my god. And then she's nursing and I'm like, "Oh my god. People are so insanely amazing." It's crazy. I know. It's so awesome. Anyway, Ugh. yeah, just people are awesome. People are really, and it's just amazing. It is amazing. And for anybody who is following my pottery journal journey from last week, <laughs> we're I all think on the I edge made of our seats. To I know. <laughs> I think I made a mug yesterday. So stay tuned because I will know, I will be able to figure it out a little bit more as I go, but I'm pretty sure I made a mug and we'll see how it looks when I stick a handle on it. If it looks like a mug or if it looks like some weird thing, (laughs) some weird cylinder. Can you like drink out of it? Yeah. Oh my God. Wow. I brought all my little dishes home yesterday because we glazed them the other day. So I have like, I don't know, like seven little small little dishes. Tom laughed at one of them. They were well. It is kind of laughable, but he's like, "I like this one least." <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> but I bet you it's the one with them the most out character, okay. though. It is the one with the most character for sure. It's like my very first one ever, and you could tell it's the very first one because it's really bad. But yeah, so that's that. And now awesome. we're going to talk about pumping. At work. Because tips for, because probably we should have asked the internets. I know. I thought about that. A lot of people. I wish I knew how many people actually pumped at work because there's probably so like, like a statistic, you know, I wonder if there's any way to know um, how many people are pumping at work because it is a lot. I'm sure. Let's do it. Totally. And I, yeah, that's something that I just, I don't know. I was confronted with that and I was like, I'd rather just quit my job. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) no thanks. I don't think you're the only one. I've seen that a lot too, where people are like, yeah, I'm not going back. Mm -mm. Yeah. And we were able to work that out, but some people can't and they just have to do this. And it's so hard. And people do it for for months and months. I mean, now that Thank God the maternity leave in some places is starting to get a little bit longer, like not as long as it should be, but it used to be that everybody went back at like six weeks. And now I think we still have people that go back super early, but a lot of people have been stretching it out a little bit, which has been nice. So then that's less pumping at work that you have to do. But um, I think it's still all over the place. And it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work and we commend you and we're hoping to maybe share some tips that you might not know. And if you do and you've got other tips and you want to share them with us later, we would love that. We could always do a follow-up episode with more tips. Um, But there is, it's just a lot. For me, I think the biggest thing, and I always say this, would be just the logistics of having everything together. You know, like getting all my stuff organized, getting all the things, um, having it ready the day before or, or the night before. I talked to a mom the other day that said that, you know, that's what she does 
She gets everything ready the night before, has it all set up, you know, ready to go. Everything's in the bag. She got her baby ready to go in the morning, you know, because when you're doing a drop off at a daycare or at a babysitter's or whatever, and you got to have all your stuff together, getting it all together the night before is going to be super helpful. And I think that's something that I'm just like, especially if you're like, I think the getting home from work, like if you're, you know, the one who picks the baby up and you're like, okay, I get home from work, pick the baby up, get the home, you know, get home, doing dinner, doing bath time, doing nighttime or, you know, bedtime, all that stuff. And then you got to stop and get everything ready. It's like, when do you relax? I know. I was just going to say that. Like it's, it, it requires like so much organizing and being on top of things con- all the time. Mm-hmm. Like you just fall behind like a little bit and like everything's screwed up. So some of it, like I was talking to somebody the other day, I saw one of our, um, one of our um, listeners. Oh my God. I totally couldn't even think of that word just now. <laughs> What's the word? I was like, what is the word? One of our listeners I did see the other day and um, she was changing her hours at work from just a regular day to a 12 hour. She's, you know, going to be doing 12 hour days. So she wanted to make sure like, what do I need to do? Do I have to do things differently? You know, blah, blah, blah. And quite honestly, like if that's an option, if you can just like switch hours around and stuff like that, that might make things early or easier for you too. Like if you could do like less days, but maybe a longer day, yeah, that might actually make things a little bit easier for you as well. Just kind of like get everything out of the way a little bit faster you know, sooner. And she was nervous that if she worked a longer day, it would impact her milk supply. And I'm like, you're only at work three days a week. Work yeah. three, she works three twelves. So it's like, or she's going to be working three twelves. I'm like, it's only, you're only there three days a week. It's not going to, the rest of the time you could just feed on demand and yeah, it's not going to hurt anything. You're going to no, be fine. I think that's, that's key, right? That's key is like nursing on demand when you're together. Yes. Yeah. And through so, the night, even though it sucks, you want to, you need sleep because you need to get up and go to work tomorrow. But letting the baby nurse through the night on demand is going to be great for your supply. Yeah. And that's because those prolactin levels are highest overnight, right? Those right. prolactin levels keep your milk supply high. So nursing overnight is really what does it. And I know sometimes you just don't want to do that. Or if your baby is already sleeping through the night, those overnight feeds are really what keep your milk supply where where it is. And you might have a baby that is sleeping longer stretches, maybe doesn't get up until 5 a.m. or something like that. Sometimes, you know, we have babies that do that, that will sleep through the middle of the night and only get up, you know, super early in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That baby might switch it around a little bit when you return to work. Yeah. You might find that your baby's like, well, when do I get to spend time with my mama? And they end up waking more frequently during the night. Yeah. So bed sharing mm-hmm. is, um, you know, going to be your friend. We love bed sharing. <laughs> <laughs> going to be your friend. Yes. You're going to sleep. You're going to sleep more. You're definitely going to sleep more. And uh, so, well, I was, yeah, there was something else I was going to add. Well, go ahead. And I'll think about no, it. I was just going to say, so one of the first tips that I would have um, is kind of around that whole logistical thing. And that would be to get extra parts if you don't already have them. 
definitely get spare parts. Maybe you can leave a set at work. Maybe you can, you know, leave a set at home or just have a couple of sets at home that you can rotate through and be like, okay, I'll wash these tomorrow. Let me just throw this, you know, the clean set in my bag and I'll deal with the rest tomorrow, you know, like kind of rotate, rotate them. Yeah. To make it a little bit easier and a little bit, you know, um, so that you can just kind of have extras of everything. Just have extras. That way you don't forget anything. I remember when I worked in the hospital and I mean, obviously in the hospital we had, you know, we would have people pumping in the hospital, you know, inpatient. And um, so we had parts for every, for the pumps and everything. And there would be times where people f- that worked in the hospital would come down to us and be like, oh, I forgot my flanges. Can I have a set? Or I forgot my those little membranes or whatever, you know, the little pieces, tiny little pieces that always you forget Yeah, that well, your pump won't work if you don't have them. And they'd be like, I forgot them. I left them at home. I left them on the dish drainer. Um, can I have a set? And it was easy enough for us to, you know, be able to supply them with that because they worked mm. in the hospital. But if you're like working in an office somewhere where you don't have access to any of that stuff, yeah. then you're going to be stuck. So definitely keep a set somewhere keep an extra set somewhere that you have it keep spares in your pump bag something so that you have all of that stuff and try to go through your insurance for all these parts and stuff yeah absolutely cover it yeah go, call a place like motif medical see if they can cover any of that stuff for you yeah because um that's super helpful and a lot of people don't think to do that either yeah and a lot of times they will cover it but we don't think mm-hmm. to to just we don't think about that and if you are pumping a lot, if you're somebody that's pumping every day, say you work, you know, Monday through Friday and you're pumping every day, those, those parts have to be switched out probably like monthly. Yeah. So, um, cause that if you want your pump to be efficient, you really do need to switch them out probably monthly if you're pumping that much. Yeah. And it, it is a really good idea to actually call a place like Motif Medical rather than calling your insurance directly because your insurance, the person that you get on the other side of the line might not know this. This is probably something that's not used as much as other parts of your insurance. Mm -hmm. And they're not going to be as well versed in this part. And they might just be like, oh yeah, um, no, I don't think we do that. If you call Motif Medical, they know how to work this situation. And so they can, those types of places can help you. Yeah, absolutely. But that's Speak really the language of insurance. Yeah. Deal with as least crap that you have to for sure. Totally. So knowing what your rights are at work are important too. And your rights are you can pump. That's what your right is. But, and I think with the new pump act and we did an episode on the new pump act, that's going to be coming out now very soon. Um, we, we did the episode, I don't know. It was like a month or two ago. Yeah about, you know, what the rights are and how really that's covering so many more people that didn't have that didn't have coverage for pumping at work. So make sure you know you can pump at work and it, they have to have a space for you. It cannot be a bathroom. It cannot be anything like that. So talking to people before you go out on maternity leave, when you're yeah, about to come back. Say, yeah. 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 When you're about to come back, that's not the time to bring it up. Or when you're back and you show up with your pump and it's like, well, what do you mean? I can't pump. (laughs) Yeah. What do you mean you don't have space for me? Yeah. I mean, if you're in that situation now and you forgot to work it out or you just didn't think you had to, then absolutely. Like, 
you know, work that out. But if you can do it beforehand, even if you're on like maternity leave, leave right now, call and be like, all right, I'm coming back. I'm going to be pumping and here's the law and here's what I need. And have I mean, and even out. if you also might, you know, if you're working at a place where um, there's other people pumping and you know, like that's not going to be an issue, then fantastic. But what are the logistics of the pumping room? Is there one pumping room for four people? Um, do you, is it, can you all be in there at the same time? Is that not something that you plan to do? Do you have to sign in and let people know when you're going? Like there might be, you know, I mean, there is a pumping room. I think when I worked at the hospital, the pumping room there had like dividers. Mm -hmm. So there could be more than one person in there at the same time and you could have a little bit of privacy. But if you don't want to be in there the same time as other people, you might have to figure out like, is there, you know, when are they going to be there as opposed to when you can be in there? So there might be some other things, even though you know you can pump at work, you might have to work out some details. So maybe try to do some of that stuff before you go back to work. Yeah. Shoot out some emails, get some deets. Yeah. Figure it out. With the laws attached to your email. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with the law attached. <laughs> <laughs> see attached. Yes. For the law. Yeah. Do you want to give another tip before we take a break or? Um, yes, I do. Whatever you are storing in, are you going to be storing in bags and bottles? Um, you know, like when you're pumping at work, are you just going to be doing bottles? Like having all this prepared is important too. You're just going to pump in bottles and then bring, you know, keep the bottles with you. Do you have a place to store all that stuff at work? Do you have a little refrigerator? Do you have your own office? Um, like those are just kind of little things to make sure that you have figured out before you go back to work. And then when you get home, how are you storing your milk? Is it something that you're just putting in bags? Are you using it for the next day? If you're using it for the next day, you don't need to freeze it. You can just keep it out. Um, if you're using a cooler or something like a series chill, then, you know, you don't need a refrigerator at work. You can just, you know, stick it in wherever you're using as far as like a cooler to keep it cold, you know, so that you can just bring it home. So kind of getting those details figured out as well prior to going back. And as soon as possible, like those things you can figure out soon. Like you can, you can start planning that stuff really early if you want to mm -hmm. of where you're going to, you know, like where you're going to store that milk once it's pumped. Yeah, we can do a break. Yeah. All right. We'll be right back. Are you in search of the perfect pump for your breastfeeding days? So on topic. The Motif Luna breast pump is covered by insurance and proven to provide more milk in less time. The Motif Luna is lightweight, sleek, quiet, and customizable, so you can quickly find what works best for you and your baby. The Luna also features a backlit LCD screen, built-in nightlight, closed system, quiet motor, and auto shut off. Shut off. And the battery-powered model gives you even more freedom and flexibility with a rechargeable battery that lasts over two hours. In a third-party study, five out of six moms reported more milk in less time than the leading pump brands. The expression mode works to express milk from the breast as efficiently as possible, while the massage mode would stimulate letdown by mimicking baby's natural nursing pattern. Get ready to make your pumping days easier with the Motif Luna. Head to MotifMedical.com. That's M-O-T-I-F medical.com and use code BADASS for 15% off of your purchase and also 
don't forget to fill out the insurance forms and uh, see if this will be uh, covered by your insurance. And our sponsor today and the promo code can be found in our show notes under this episode, wherever you're listening from. Uh, but they can also be found at badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com, where you will also find all of our other episodes and information about scheduling your very own one-on-one online lactation consultation with Diane. Okay. So how are you going to keep things clean? That's another thing to kind of consider. Some people um, find that one of the hacks that they use is to just put all their parts like the flange and the membranes and things like that. Um, put those things in a Ziploc bag, stick them in a cooler or in a refrigerator to keep cold instead of washing them every time. Cause you're probably going to be pumping at least three times at work if you're in an eight hour day. Mm-hmm. So some people find that doing that is really, really easy. Um, some people find that just rinsing them out using those pump wipes can be, you know, super quick and easy microwaving bags. Those can be easy to just sanitize really quickly in those if you've got a, you know, if you're pumping in a place where there's a microwave available to you as well, you can just put those little pieces into a mic, into a sanitizing bag with a little bit of water, pop it in the microwave and it sanitizes it and it's ready to go for the next round of pumping. So you can do any of those things. I would absolutely be putting it in a plastic bag and throwing it in the refrigerator. (laughs) This is what I would be doing. I am not messing around with all of that stuff. We need to make this easier on yourself. Yeah. And then just wash it when you go home at night. Yeah. Like I said, switch them out. Yeah. Switch them out for, you know, a new set the next day or whatever. Just however you want to do it. Getting help with all this stuff, if you can, if you have help at home, um, if you have a partner that's around that can help you with these things then that is really, really handy. You know, um, some people, depending on what your, you know, situation is at home, you might have a partner that works opposite shifts from you or something and isn't there to help you with all this stuff. But if you do, get help with all of this. Assign your partners a job. Yeah. To and you're going to have to some it because they don't know what to do. Yeah. Yeah. But definitely get some help because it's a lot of stuff to do. Um. Talk to other people that you work with, you know, and this again is prior to going out. Talk to other people that you work with, you know, especially if you've, I always ask when people are getting ready to go back to work, I'm always like, is there somebody else there that's pumping? Or have you had other people there that have pumped? Because they would know the lay of the land, you know, and would know like, this is what I found easiest to do. This is, you know, just kind of getting that input from somebody else that you work with could be really helpful. Plan on pumping, you know, like I said, three times a day, probably once in the morning, once at lunch or, you know, midday and once in the afternoon. If you can pump right around the time that your baby is feeding, that is, of course, ideal, but you might not be able to do that. One thing that is part of the law is that they're not supposed to be able to tell you when you can go and pump. They shouldn't be like, you can only pump it this time. Like that's, mm-hmm. that's not how it works. You can't direct your body to pump at certain times. Right. So be sure that you are, you know, you know that and you have that because you might be like, oh no, my, you know, my place is really, you know, supportive of it. But if they say you can only pump at noon and that's it, like, no, that's not how it works. So make sure you have your law 
handy just in case you need to, you know, support yourself with that. What about the clothes? What do we do with yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. I was going to say that was going to be one of mine is is having a really good pumping bra. Just something that's really comfortable. Something that you mm-hmm. like, something that's easy to use, something that you like. But like yeah. I I I mean I hands-free pumping bra, not so that you can also be doing 18 other things, but so that you can not have to be, you know, just holding. I know a lot of people just hold their pump up to their boobs and just like sit there like that with their hands there. And like, I don't, I feel like that's just not as comfortable as you can be. And so a pumping bra, have that. And the pumping bra is going to also help you free up your hands for what the most important thing to be doing is, which is massaging your breasts. Yeah. Because you want to do that hands-on pumping. You need to do the hands-on pumping. That's going to be most helpful. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, some like a button-down or something that's going to be easy for you to access. Yeah, definitely easy to to access. Don't wear a one, like like a jumper. (laughs) You know, like one of those. (laughs) Yeah, that's hard. Mm But it's hard because when you go back to work, you want to, especially if you're in a place where you're you know, like dressing professional, if you're like a nurse and you're in scrubs, like who the hell cares? But if you're, um, you know, if you're working in a place where you want to look professional and that's part of your thing and, you know, a nursing bra doesn't make your clothes look nice. You want to wear a bra that's got underwire. You want to be able to wear the clothes that you were wearing before that might not be accessible for pumping. It's going to make things a little bit harder for sure. So you might, at least for a while, at least while you're getting used to everything, need to stick with like clothes that are accommodating to pumping yeah. three times a day at work. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> let's see here. Do you want me to go with some? Yes, I do. Okay, so I know Diane hates the whole idea of pumping in a, in the car. I do only because it's like the ultimate of multitasking. Know, and why do we have to do that? That's why I hate stupid. it. Yeah, yeah. But if pumping in your car while you're driving is going to um, allow you to kind of get it out of the way, if you have a job where you drive, like I was a social worker and I drove around a lot, that would have been a good time to just kind of get that session out of the way while driving to court or something. Or if you, you know, that in the pumping in the car can be an option. And also having a hand pump. Oh, yeah. Always have a hand pump in case you just, I don't know, there's like a power outage or your pump just won't turn on or, you know, I don't know. Having a hand pump available. I know there are some people who exclusively use a hand pump. Um, yeah. But if you're using an electric pump, make sure you have that hand pump just available. And honestly, a hospital grade pump is where it's at. And that is going to yield you the most milk. It might not be as convenient. I know everybody really likes having the hands free um, pump, like wearable pumps, because you can just like pop it in and not think about it again and just go about your business. But that might not get you the most milk. The the suction might not be as good. You're not doing hands-on pumping. You're not massaging with those. Um, So you might find that having a a pump that's a hospital-grade pump just does a better job. So if you're struggling with supply, that might be the first thing to look at is what kind of pump are we using? 
And do we need to switch that out? Um, what about preparing for returning to work with pumping? So that is something that usually people are like, okay, when do I start doing that? When during my maternity uh, uh-huh. leave do I start pumping? How much milk do I need to save? Oh, what uh, yeah, do I need I to do? Yeah. yeah. Um, so I usually tell people that depending on when you have to go back to work is when we look at when you start pumping. Are you going back to work at six weeks? Then start pumping at three weeks to stash a little bit of milk away. If you are pumping, if you're not returning to work until you're like three month mark, you can obviously wait a little bit longer to start. You don't have to start right away. Um, but it also depends on how much milk you want to save before you go back. And you don't need a lot, but some people want to have a lot. But you really, you don't have to have 200 ounces in the freezer before you go back to work. That is, that's what tripped me up. I was oh, like, there's it? no way. Yeah, that was my biggest thing was like, there's no way that I'm going to be able to like store a bunch of milk because I wasn't really responding very well to a pump and I was just using it. I didn't know how to use it either. And I was just like, oh my God, there's no way I'm going to be able to fill like this whole freezer with milk without understanding that that's not something that I had to do. Like yeah. you do not need to have a big freezer stash. You don't. If you're, no. if you're just pumping, I mean, you're just pumping. You want to be able to pump enough for the next day. Exactly. That's all. Mm-hmm. And if you want to have like, you know, a few ounces extra, just as like, you know, a little, whatever, a little backup, then a few ounces. Not the wall of the refrigerator. <laughs> you don't need to have, you know, so much milk left over. And that's what happens with a lot of people. They, you know, they stash away so much milk prior to they're pumping like crazy before they go back to work to have all of this milk. And then they've got all this milk and then they're pumping at work three times a day and they're giving their baby that milk. And it's like, okay, now what are we going to do with all this milk? And then you get to a year and it's like, what do I do with it now? It's going to go bad. I I have to use it, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. And then you want to, yeah, and you still have to keep pumping because you have to keep up your supply. So it's not like you can just like build up a bunch of milk and then not have to pump. Yeah. You're still going to have to be pumping that milk out. And that, and and that's the thing, because we see all these pictures on the internet, right? Of of these huge, of these like um, deep freezers filled with milk and people put their baby in the middle of like a whole bunch of bags of milk on the floor <laughs> and they're like look at how much I donated which is like super awesome but that is an oversupply that is not normal that is not what to expect that is not what you want that is those are people dealing with their oversupply in that certain way in that donation way mm-hmm. that's not what you're going to be doing I mean maybe you are but most people are not going to be doing that no it's not normal it's not the norm. No. Um, um, anything, what else do you have? I was going to say to, before you get started with all of this stuff, so like early in your breastfeeding journey, even if breastfeeding is going well, but you're like, okay, now what do I do with this pump? See a lactation consultant to make sure your flanges fit right, to make sure that, you know, you're, 
using the pump the way it should be used. Like Abby said, she just didn't even know how to use it to get all your questions answered about like, how, you know, what should I do about this? Like one of the questions that a mom had the other day for me, the mom that I saw, um, she was like, do I have to give her pump milk that I pump at night at night? Because now that she was going to these 12 hour shifts, she was going to miss bedtime. And does she need to leave milk for bedtime that she pumped at night? She's like, should I be doing that? And I'm like, you know what? There, there are some places that say, you know, yes, there are some experts that say you should be giving milk that you pump in the evening at the evening time because it's higher in melatonin. It helps your baby sleep. But if that's a nuisance, if that's hard that's for you to do, to yeah, then don't worry about it. And she said, you know, I used to do that and I never really saw any difference. I didn't think it made that much of a difference. So like then do what's easiest for you. Do the do the thing that's easiest for you. But when it comes to like flanges, like I saw family the other day that they, I was like, okay, you know, is your pump fitting well? Are you comfortable with it? Is it working for you? And she was like, we've got all these different flanges, you know, can you help us with this? Like her husband had ordered like all these flange sizes, which God bless them, which is a wonderful thing, but not everybody has the capacity yeah. to do that. And she even, they even acknowledged that. They're like, we're lucky that we could do this, that we could just, you know, drop some money, uh, you know, 30, 40 bucks here on so all these different sizes so that we could figure out what worked. And um, sometimes that is what needs to happen. If, if you have friends that are pumping, see if they have, you know, other sizes that you could try. Because um, it might be that we need to switch up sizes. You might not fit the one that comes with your pump. In fact, you probably don't. So we need to like really make sure that what you're using is the right thing for you to maximize your pumping. And it sounds like a pain in the ass and it is, but that's what kind of needs to happen. So working with somebody to make sure those flanges are fitting the right way and that pumping is comfortable because you're going to have a pretty intimate relationship with your pump for quite a while. Oh yeah. And then as you're going along, sizes change. So get ready for that, that you might, you know, you might switch, you might change sizes as your supply regulates and your breast size changes and, you know, everything's kind of, things evolve. So the size you are, the flange size that you're using when you go back to work at three months might not be the flange size that you need at six months. So that stuff might change as you go along. So having different sizes ready, having different parts ready is going to be key for you. So start pumping, you know, like I said, a little bit earlier before you go back to work. It doesn't have to be a lot. It does not have to be. Start bottles a little bit so your baby gets a little bit used to that. Um, and, and that, again, doesn't have to be all the time. Maybe a bottle every few days would be enough. And then maybe, you know, the week before you go back to work, do a couple of, you know, throw a couple more in there just so that your baby is a little bit used to it. Talk to the daycare. Make sure whoever is keeping your baby, make sure they are breastfeeding friendly, that they know how to handle breast milk, that they're not going to put it in the microwave to heat it up, that they're not going to overfeed your baby. Make sure that you give them very explicit instructions on, you know, here's how much my baby needs. This is how frequently you're in control of that situation. Yeah. They're going to tell you all kinds of shit. 
Mm-hmm. You, we know your your baby takes four ounces. We need two more ounces because he's fussy afterwards. So he needs six ounces per feeding. That is bullshit. Yeah, yeah. So make sure that you really, you know, that there. Sometimes they'll hold a little bit extra. They'll let you keep a little bit extra there. Sometimes they won't, um, depending on the daycare laws in your state. You know, if you're at a formal daycare organization then they might have very specific rules around human milk. Make sure you know what those are too. Because that can be really handy to know. Some of them will throw it away. Like if your baby doesn't finish a bottle, mm. sometimes they throw it away, depending on what the laws are, you know, the, the health regulations are in that state. So make sure you know. And if that's what they say they do with it, I'd be like, then give it to me. I'll take it home. Right. Because you can give it to your baby later. Or you can put it in bath water or whatever, anything but to dump it down the sink. Because you don't want to do that. Yep. And when you're at work, have like pictures of your baby or a book or sometimes people will take videos or have or record their baby crying. Yeah. That will help like let down and help you relax and help you get into the mindset of 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 um, milk flowing. What the mom I saw the other day said that she takes her baby's blanket and puts it around her neck. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And smells the baby. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, it's. It's just a lot. It's hard. Be kind to yourself because it's not easy. It really isn't. No. You're doing so much good stuff. And it's just so, so hard to keep it up. But yeah, so those are a few tips for you to try. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.